Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bannett. You're listening to the daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, head over to yesodblocks.com where you can get access to all the Kabbalah, Halacha series, and lots of other stuff that we have going on there. Kabbalah Basics, the Chumash Cast, all kinds of different areas of Torah that we're exploring with this integrated holistic perspective that is all designed to bring the Torah to life and actually help you live these things. And instead of just having this vague sense of, I'm trying to find things that are inspiring and will simply help me today to feel a little better, uh, we actually have things that take the the desire to get close to Hashem, to figure ourselves out, to get closer to each other in more and more incre- in increasingly effective ways with a step-by-step process of how to actually do that, how to activate the Torah so we don't just spend our lives hoping that one day we'll get somewhere, get to a higher level, but instead actually achieve incremental development on the level of consciousness, on the level of neshama connection, on the level of emotional clarity and stability, on the level of intellectual growth, and the ability to actually become more intelligent, more knowledgeable, more powerful in our minds, how to harness our minds. All of these things are part of the Torah framework that we're trying to reveal and share in as many different ways from as many different angles as possible. So head over there, and if you have any questions on this episode or in episodes in general, or anything that you see, on the website, reach out to me at our WhatsApp portal that is available at yesodblocks.com, a little icon in the corner, and you can literally send me messages I've been getting. We just installed that uh, last week, and I've already been getting many, many different questions, so join the club and join the community, and let's all talk about these these Torah concepts more and more extensively, and that way we can really explore them as deeply as possible and really understand them. We're continuing in this episode with the Hilchos Shabbos uh, area, because it's Friday, so on Fridays we do uh, Hilchos Shabbos Halachos, and we're trying to essentially get to the underlying Kabbalah and Machshava concepts that are the roots of the Shabbos Halachos that we're encountering. We're in the middle of, in the very beginning actually, of Siman Reish Nun Gimel, which is 253, and this Siman, as I mentioned in the last Erev Shabbos episode, is very dense and very intense. It's our first highly technical uh, siman of the Hilcho Shabbos series, and it focuses on the halachos of, um, of the malacha, of bishel specifically, and bishel is the malacha of cooking, and malacha, as we described before, is the process of applying our consciousness, which is timeless, spaceless, outside of existence, outside the flow of linear time and space, to applying that into a world of time and space, of cause and effect, and thus bringing the natural order of things to a higher state of organization through the application of our consciousness. So what we're doing is we're basically trying to bring change into the world in a way that is higher order, higher states of organization, and that is permanent. We're making qualitative changes that are lasting, that bring things to a higher state of utility or order. And this is essentially the uh, the whole thing that's prohibited on Shabbos is that kind of malacha. It's called malachas machsheves. And the Medrash describes this as uh, essentially is that we have the ability to take what Hashem wrought, what Hashem created this whole world. We can then add things to it. We can change things. We can upgrade things uh, and bring them to higher states of utility, of usefulness. That is the definition of malachas machsheves. And so we stop once a week in order to make sure that we don't get so over-identifying, so over-embedded inside of the malacha experience of creating things and making things different here, feeling like we're really impacting existence, we stop once a week in order to uh, remember to pull ourselves back from that over-identification with our creative power, and then actually recall that our core self is actually Hashem, and that it is not just that we are here just doing our own thing, but actually we are part of a larger story where there is the ultimate consciousness underneath all of existence that we are actually a part of, and that we are an extension of, and then uh, and then we we can properly balance our relationship with our own creative power. And so in this siman, there's, there's a the the all, all the the episodes of Erev Shabbos until now have basically been dealing with 
um, trying to do some kind of malacha on Erev Shabbos, on Friday, that will then continue into Shabbos. That's why this siman is here. It's also part of that story, but it's um, it's talking about a more like a much more a technical set of halachos that have to do with the area of cooking. So when you start to cook on Erev Shabbos, or in general, when you start to cook, so then you can actually, uh, you can leave, you might sometimes want to leave that food cooking or, or heating going into Shabbos. And it's actually a, a problem to do that in certain situations. And so what we tried, what we started to discuss in the last episode was that the Torah, the Torah does not want you to just um, avoid doing anything which is even close to doing malacha. In other words, the issue with malacha is that it's very natural. We're, we we have a, a natural tendency to do things, to create things, to cook, to to organize. That that's what we that, that's what we do in our lives. We develop habits of just bringing order to our worlds. And so the Torah does not say, um, well, you can't. You, you have to stay so far away from that kind of thing that you can't do anything even remotely close to it. And the the Torah wants us to be able to have a balanced relationship with our capacity for doing malacha. If the Torah didn't want that, then it would just say, okay, so on Shabbos and going into Shabbos, turn off any kind of uh, uh, activities, it, 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 turn you know, turn off any kind of machinery, any kind of things that that you might do that will lead to more malacha doing on Shabbos. There's no light. There's no fires. There's no heat. There's no cooked food. You should just sit in the cold and the darkness uh, throughout Shabbos to avoid doing any malacha, and that way, you know, that'll be the real balance, because now you'll actually be able to to not, to, you're, you're, you, have to, you have to be totally inert, and you're not doing any malacha. The Torah does not say to do any of that. The Torah says you should actually um, benefit from your malacha on Shabbos. You can set up malachos from before Shabbos that in certain ways can then be active on Shabbos. You can actually benefit from them as well, because the goal of Shabbos is not just to not do malacha, and that's it. It's that by not doing malacha, we can actually unfurl our neshama to a certain degree. Because what I mean by unfurl is that when we do malacha, we basically are funneling our consciousness, our neshamos, into some kind of uh, form into the world. Like when you create something in the world and you bring higher states of organization to the world, so you can think of it as you're now almost like uh, you're packaging your neshama consciousness into the form of that which you are creating. And so in a certain way, you then are now limited. You're now contained within that creative act. And that's what the Eitz really does to us. The Eitz the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what it does is it makes it that when you actually do do something in the world, you do create something in the world, then you tend to over-identify yourself with that thing. That's exactly the same thing as becoming packaged by that which you have created or by um, getting a sense of accomplishment that is now defining of your identity through what you have just created. So that's the, the constriction of your neshama that you're essentially creating when you invest yourself in creativity. And that's something which, uh, it's if, if the ideal way, if, if we didn't have this das tovara dynamic from the Eitz das, would be to have one hand, one neshama hand, uh, kind of back, uh, at touching the core of who you are, touching Hashem, so you don't lose yourself in your creativity, while having the other side of you being fully manifest in the creativity and actualizing itself through the actions that you're taking. So that way you have this this um, paradoxical unity where you have, you're kind of like both one with Hashem, but also one with what you're creating, which is the same thing as saying one with your individuality. In other words, you're, you're creating something unique. You're doing something that's unique to you. And at the same time, you're also one with Hashem on the other end of yourself. And so having that that awareness, just as an analogy, it's kind of like if you're at your job. So if you if you get if you get very involved in your job, you start forgetting your family. Uh, or alternatively, you can get very involved in your family and start forgetting your job. What you want to do is you want to have one hand on your family and one hand on your job, and then you want to have this this paradoxical unity where you're kind of able to be beyond both of those, and you're a person who can have uh, conscious awareness of both of these things, even though they are in some ways 
opposites and in opposition with each other, you have the ability to actually uh, contain both of them in your mind, in your consciousness. Same thing is true here with Hilchel Shabbos. And we're trying to actually um, get get a, be able to contain our creativity and be and have a relationship with it while also not losing touch with Hashem. And so that's what that that's kind of like the goal of Shabbos. And so we're 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 uh, we're supposed to uh, actually have these these enjoyable settings where you have hot food. It's actually one of the halachos of Shabbos. You're supposed to have hot food on Shabbos. You're supposed to have uh, light. That's why we light candles on Erev Shabbos. You're supposed to actually have light so you can actually see each other and you can avoid banging into each other and getting injured. And you have we have light and we have hot food and we, we're supposed to sleep more on Shabbos. And it's actually a special time for sexual intimacy between spouses on Shabbos. These are all things that are part of the process of unfurling our neshama, of trying to raise ourselves above the constrictive dynamic of our creativity that often comes because we have a hard time maintaining our awareness of Hashem and our awareness of our own uh, of our own creativity without one of them kind of trumping the other one. So that's what we're, that, that's what this siman is all about. Essentially, engaging in malacha activities in such a way that it gets Shabbos, uh, it makes Shabbos something which is special, which is which is enjoyable, which is uh, rel- relieving and relaxing. So we can actually be be um, I guess the word would be maybe healed from the distortions of the week, from the from the constrictions of being involved in malacha. So we already read the first part of this. This the halacha aleph. Halacha aleph is very long in Siman Rishon and Gimel, and basically what it was saying was that if you're you want to now leave food um, cooking going into Shabbos because you're not you start the cooking before Shabbos, you put it on the fire, and now you just want to leave it sitting on the fire going into Shabbos. So the problem that we saw here was that since uh, it's very it's very normal for us to to cook food on to cook food and to have fire that we can then adjust. So back then that kind of fire was there would be coals and then you could actually just take a stick a poker and stick it inside and kind of like uh, move the coals around that would then cause the fire to become stronger and it would cook more so today the analog for that is having adjustable flames on your stove since it's very natural and easy to do that because that's how we do malacha when we cook in general so the first part of the talacha talks about how you're not supposed to uh, leave something which is um, rather actually the first talacha I was speaking about is that if you actually uh, do want to do that, you want to leave some kind of food cooking on the fire going into Shabbos, it has to be that it's fully cooked already. In other words, before, by the time Shabbos starts, the food that you left on the fire, you want to keep leaving it on the fire, maybe to keep it warm, that food has to be fully cooked already, um, because otherwise we're afraid you might end up, because it's so easy and habitu- habitual and normal to adjust the fire and to adjust the, he- the heating, you might come to um, move the coals around and actually make it uh, cook faster. So if it's fully cooked, then it's not a problem to leave it on the fire, leave it on top of this, the the coals that are inside of this container, or in our case, it's leaving it on top of an open fire, according to this. And again, we're going to summarize all this at the end of the of, the, of these halachos, because um, when we finish this actual seif, because that way we actually paskin, you should really wait till the end of this whole long halacha aleph, because there's, uh, there's actual there's a bunch of different opinions here that we're going to have to just lay out and then really get to the to the crux of what they really are. So that's the first example, is that if it's fully cooked, you're allowed to do that. Also, then the next part says, O Chai, Shalit Bashel Klal. If you have a piece of raw food that has never been cooked at all, um, that also you can leave on the fire going into Shabbos, uh, even if that, fi- that fire can be adjusted. Um, because, Kevan Chai, since it's raw, a person just, just kind of separates his mind from that. He, doesn't stop, he stops thinking about it. Ad until tomorrow. 
And that way he can just sit on the fire all night without being having any coals being adjusted. What that means is that he's saying there's two options of how you can leave food going leave, leave food on coals that can be adjusted going into Shabbos. Either if they are if they're fully cooked or if the food is fully cooked already. So now adjustment won't really do much. Um, so it won't do anything. It'll actually make it worse because you can end up burning it. Uh, or if it's totally raw, the food is totally raw before Shabbos, and you put it right on the right in, on top of the fire uh, going into Shabbos. So then also there's no point in in adjusting the coals if something is totally raw because if it's totally raw, you're not going to be able to eat it tonight anyway. So since you're not going to eat it tonight anyway, so you're just going to leave it alone and not think about it until tomorrow morning. And tomorrow morning the coals will be out anyway, and they'll be extinguished by the morning. And um, you'll, and then it'll it'll be cooked and, and edible in the morning, but throughout the night you're not going to bother trying to adjust anything because you know it has the whole night to cook, so you'll basically just leave it alone. So that's those are the first two examples that he brings in which you can actually leave something cooking going into Shabbos. And again, we don't actually paskin like this. We're going to see the other scenarios where this exists, but the point is that this is a, the, the underlying uh, halacha, the iser here, the prohibition is that you're not allowed to actually move coals around on Shabbos because that's called havara. That's one of the 39 malachos that we're talking about where you're now creating fire. You're then creating fire is essentially a form of higher consciousness activity where you're now creating a resource in greater abundance to actually change your 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 environment whether it's for cooking or for heat and so havara lighting a fire and and stoking a fire and, and and enlarging a fire these are all examples of a malacha that you're not allowed to do and in this case you're doing that malacha in order to also cook you're going to move the coals around and that's also going to cause the cooking to change and so that's really the the those are the those are the underlying malacha uh, dynamics that are present here. And so again, we're trying to essentially create a situation in which you are able to to heat your food, but not in such a way that it's too close to doing an actual malacha on Shabbos. Now in contrast, the second part of this halacha, we're just going to read that now, it says, Aval, imit bashel ktsas. Let's say it was cooked a little bit already. But it was not fully cooked. And even if it was cooked fully, but if you actually leave it on the fire, it actually makes the food better. Then we're concerned you might actually try to move the coals around. So what that's saying is that in the in the first two scenarios, it was either the food was fully cooked and leaving it on the and and having it get even more heated would actually ruin it, or it's a situation where it's fully raw and therefore leaving it on the fire, you're not going to bother thinking about it anymore. So we're not concerned that you're going to actually try to stoke the coals in that situation. So those were situations where it's allowed to leave the food on the 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 coals in order to actually. Uh, let the food continue cooking into Shabbos, because we're not afraid you're going to actually change anything with the heat, the heat element. In the parallel case, it says, well, what if the food is only is a, is partially cooked, or even if it's fully cooked, but it's actually um, going to keep getting better? In other words, getting it more heated will cause it to get uh, tastier. So in both of those scenarios, you're not allowed to leave it on top of coals like that because we're afraid you're going to actually end up um, out of habit stoking the coals to actually get it hotter again and to cook it further. So those are the two scenarios where you're not allowed to do this according to the Shulchan Aruch op opinion here. Again, there's going to be another opinion a little later, which uh, is going to be different from all of this. But this is just that we're, we're doing this piece by piece and we have to lay down the framework. And so what comes out of this, again, the idea here is that you see how the halacha, like I ended off last time, you see how the halacha is tiptoeing between these two restrictions because people have a hard time essentially separating themselves from malacha uh, to the extent that they will not accidentally do 
full-blown malacha on Shabbos, but we also don't want them to go so far as that now they don't have hot food, they don't have an enjoyable Shabbos experience. And so that's what's happening here is that we're saying if the food is fully cooked, so then you can actually leave it on live coals because you're not going to adjust those coals. Or if the food is totally raw. If the food is partially cooked, then we're afraid that if you you leave it there, you're going to still be monitoring its cooking uh, on Shabbos, and then you might actually come to adjust the fire just out of habit before you realize, oh, whoops, it's actually Shabbos, I'm not supposed to do that. And so that's this that's the fine line that the halacha sets up over here. And the halacha ends off with the final piece there, which is that you can that, the, that in terms of the second scenario, if you want to leave food on a fire uh, going into Shabbos where the food is partially cooked, so then there has to be certain certain uh, precautions. You can actually basically try to find a way to stop to block yourself from controlling or changing the fire, changing the heat element. If you can find a way to do that, where you can stop yourself from doing that, uh, there's some kind of protective mechanism, then you would be allowed to leave food that is partially cooked uh, on a fire going into Shabbos. So we're gonna explain this all a little more, and again, if this is a little bit unclear to you, like I said, this is the first really technical example of Hilchel Shabbos, and don't don't extrapolate yet from this to what you actually should do practically on a given Shabbos yet, because until we finish this whole halacha, and just so you understand, this is one of the longest and most complicated halachos in Hilchel Shabbos, uh, this particular Sa'if, and the next Sa'if after it, Sa'if Aleph and Bet of Reish and Gimel, 253, uh, halacha number one and halacha number two are both super long, and there's a lot going on in them. So we have to like first lay it out, make sure that everybody understands the underlying Machshava Kabbalah principles here, and then also the actual halacha as it's expressed. And once we have all the different opinions and all the different uh, permutations of this laid out, then we can actually talk about what should you actually do practically. And we're going to get to that. It's going to probably take at least one more episode, maybe two. But in terms of the core principles here, just what you want to remember is that A, uh, malacha is something which we're trying to uh, avoid, we're trying to pull out of it uh, on Shabbos to unfurl our neshama in order to do to get greater access to Hashem. And B, the halacha does not want you to get to, to just do that mindlessly, where we just don't do any malacha. And then it's like, well, that's all. We just want to make sure we avoid all malacha, so therefore no hot food, no enjoyable experiences. Uh, unfortunately, I've, I'm sure everyone to some degree, I've, I've encountered stories of people who misunderstood this principle simply because they didn't have a lot of knowledge of the Kabbalah, the underlying Torah um, thoughts that are supposed to be accompanying what Shabbos is. And they literally just sat in the cold and the darkness and just tried to avoid doing any malacha for the entire Shabbos, and that is very much not what Shabbos is. Shabbos, it's true that there is an avoidance component in Shabbos to reduce malacha, uh, because we're trying, like we said, to pull ourselves out of the embedded funnels of the malacha that we do during the week. But if you don't recognize the things you're supposed to actually do, to actively do on Shabbos, which is uh, attaching ourselves to Hashem and to each other, and for that we need uh, specific types of settings which lend themselves to connection, to closeness, to, to comfort, and things that will allow us to let go of the struggles of the week, the struggles of life, the struggles of the cause and effect nature of existence, where we feel like we're just products and victims of what linear linear nature is, is doing to us, instead to be able to pull ourselves out of that and reattach ourselves to Hashem to then bring more light into our week. And, and by light, I mean light of consciousness, where you're actually living your life on purpose and not being lived by it. So if you don't access all those kinds of thoughts, so then you're essentially missing the point here of what Shabbos really is, just in order to avoid the things not to do, then you don't end up doing the things you're supposed to do on Shabbos. So we'll pick up with the rest of this halacha in the next episode. Bezrat Hashem. Hope that was clear and helpful. And uh, looking forward to having you join me in the next episode. Have an awesome, awesome Shabbos.